we're nearly there, family. We're nearly there. We've got, uh, I think we've got one or two left. I've actually realized tonight that I actually have to have somebody come on and listen to me talk about uh, the faction champs and what I think. But this is not about me. This is about this man right here. It is Dogen Sevik. Hello, hello. Sevik? Is that correct? Yeah, Sevik. There you go. Got it right. I didn't even try to, to uh, say Rob's last name. I just got him to say. I just called him champ the whole time. <laughs> I figured he appreciated that. How are you, mate? Probably a correct decision. I'm good, man. I'm good. Just weird times, but it's getting better, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I like the last I like the last <laughs> two words used there, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, things are get, definitely getting better because you know, in just over a week, we've got Faction Champs, which as you know, anyone who listens, or even if you don't know, it's, you know, it's the premier championship of Australian magic community, right? And you will be competing in it. How are you feeling about it? Uh, honestly, I'm just excited to be away with the boys. <laughs> like they've always been such awesome events. Um, like I, I've been more competitive about them in the past. I guess I used to play a lot more magic. Um, but they've always just like, whether I'm winning or not, it's just, they're always so much fun and like we just have such great company it's just the people that end up doing terribly have more fun than everyone else because they're like well no more pressure i'm gonna go drink and just you know be with the family yeah for sure yep absolutely i think it that's uh that's probably probably perfect probably perfectly put uh puts a smile on my face to hear people like People will say that, you know, we've, like I said, we've done nearly 20 of these and, and almost everybody comes back saying the same thing, you know, a glowing review of the people and the time and, and uh, you know, it's going to be good. But that's not what we're here for. That's not what I want to hear from you. I want to hear, you know, the Killer Instinct Dogen, the guy that used to play on, you know, he made the RPTQs and, and the PTQ grinder Dogen, the guy that, you know, the, the brewer and, and, the, and the basher. Back when I could play... Mono red in paper. Oh, the good days. Didn't you play mono red at paper, the Invitational? Oh, absolutely. I'm still doing it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I just, I just sounded like you were conceding that you couldn't do that. Well, I can't in other tournaments because there's not, you know, much paper magic going around. But yeah, absolutely. Give me a chance to. I, I will throw burn spells at you. For sure. Anyway, before we talk about burn spells, I want to talk about your interaction with the faction oh look at that hit that was that was good that was really good um how long have you been involved with the family with the team um i don't know because time's weird um i got in i'm gonna say either at the same time or just before ian and brent um because me ian and brent were a team together and uh we'd interact with the faction boys at basically every event every weekend uh for the good old pptqs um, and yeah, over time, uh, we got to know each other quite well and they extend an invite to me, um, to just, you know, come check out the family. And I had a blast. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Um, told Ian and Brent's like, look, I, I'd, I'd love to be part of this. And obviously if you can, you should too. And I guess the rest is kind of history, but I think it might've been like, oh, 2018, 2019. It's been a bit... COVID, like, lockdowns make time go a bit weird, but it's been a few years. Yeah, sure. It's It's been interesting asking that question and having a lot of people say, actually, not sure, because don't know <laughs> how long before COVID. No one can remember before COVID anymore. Yeah, it is a bit like that. Yeah, so I mentioned before, I know that you've made one, one RP... You've made one RPTQ, correct? Two. 
two. Yeah, I remember that you made a minimum of one because I traveled to the last chance qualifier with, with you. So yeah, talk to me about about those tournaments, about Dogen when he, you know, when he was killer Dogen when you were when you were grinding and making those top eights because I remember that you you definitely made a few. Yeah, so before it kind of it took off when it took off and that was really good. Before it took off, I was always like on the cusp. Like I'd make top eights most weeks at PPTQs, but I just never win. Like whether it was losing in the finals or in the semis, the quarters, whatever. It's like most weeks I would probably get either two top eight or just miss out and just never manage to get a, well, eventually got a win, but it took a long time. Um, the first RPTQ, uh, it's when Red Black was a was like the best deck, like with Chainweller and stuff. Um, and you'd think I'd make the correct decision and play the deck that, you know, I'm good at and known for kind of thing. But instead, I decided to play the Mono Blue Paradoxical Outcome. Um, and I actually got really comfortable with that deck. Like, I played it a lot at FNM just because it was janky and it'd be fun. And it was just like, just want to do something that wasn't Red Black crushing everybody. Um, especially at FNM when it's a lot more casual level. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed the deck and I didn't find my red-black matchup to be too bad and I expected the entire field to be on red-black. Um, and then when we got to the event, uh, I think I won my first round and then lost out from there. And I can't remember exactly what happened. I remember I played against, oh, was it Jason Chung or one of the... One of the Jasons. I can't remember which one. But I played against one of the pros. And it game one, I won convincingly. Game two, I lost convincingly. And then game three was I comboed off and started just chaining a bunch of things and then eventually resolved one of my spells and drew seven lands or something. And just... <laughs> I can't... He just looked at me. He was basically ready to scoop and I showed him my seven lands and scooped. Um, and yeah, he laughed that one off. And then I think another one was... Uh, I lost to Brayden as well. I think Brayden was at that RPTQ. Um, and it was a similar kind of game. Um, I think I had total control. I think I counted his first couple of... It was his first couple of cards, I think. And then I just absolutely ran out of gas and just had a bunch of lands. And it was it was one of those sad losses where everything's going well and then nothing's happening anymore. Um, so that was one. Again, should have played a better deck. And the second one is, uh, you were there for that one. That was, uh, I made a bad deck choice. I made a pretty bad deck choice. You tried really hard to talk me out of it. And that didn't quite work out. Yeah, that was a sad day. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a great weekend. I, uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Like, I, I didn't enjoy losing that, uh, I think it was the top four. Mm. against mono blue but uh yeah I, I i do recall trying as hard as i could to get you off what was that bloody card footlight fiend yeah <laughs> dear god good old madu beats and yeah the footlight fiends yeah not great not great but anyway we uh <laughs> i mean you you made the pro tour so actually i'm gonna let you tell because i i've actually don't know if we've had the the chat about you making the PT, obviously you, you didn't go because of COVID and everything, but talk to, just tell whoever's listening about how you actually made the Pro Tour. I mean, the final move of the of qualifying me for the Pro Tour was flinging a creature at my opponent. So, 
for anyone that knows me, it's 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 what I like to do. I play bad red cards, and I like to beat people that are playing much better things than me with it. It's just it's it's the best. So the fling god. Ah, oh, man. Well, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Any anything any, anything <laughs> god is, is good, right? Yeah, no, it's sicko. <laughs> yep. Um, that event was that was a great event though. It was on um Teamer Adventures, and. I don't know if it was quite under the radar at that stage when I played it, but, like, it was just as it was kind of... Like, I think it was seen as a bit of a meme deck. And I'd, I'd played it a bunch, and I was like, it's not a meme. Like, it's it, it's strong. Like, it does some really absurd things if it gets going, and it's not that hard to get going. Like, a lot of them are just good quality cards. Um, And, yeah, just everything really flowed. I almost didn't... Uh, not that I didn't go, but I almost um, left during the top eight because I was meant to be having dinner with my girlfriend Jackie and her, at her grandparents that day. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to this event. Like, I'm just going to see the boys, hang out, give it a go. And the event kind of dragged on and I just kept winning. And it got to the semis. And um, I remember I was talking to Carl. I was like, Do it, should I stay? Like, I really got to go. Like, should I just concede? What's happening? And he was talking on the faction Facebook chat at that point, just being like, if you leave, people will be very, very upset. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right. And um, yeah, Jackie was very much like, are you crazy? Like, of course you want to be on the Pro Tour. What do you mean? Skip dinner, go. And yeah, just, I drew great. I feel like I played quite well and ended up getting in with the fling. So made me quite happy. Sick. Totally sick. Yeah, that's, yeah, so cool just wicked like even the fling aside like uh hitting hitting the pt is is you know it's an ach- it's an achievement that unfor- unfortunately just due to where we where we're assigned to the world in australia we it's very few and far between for people that deserve it and yeah it's sick to have you know it's sick to be able to do it and to be able to stand by people who actually have that opportunity i've been lucky enough to you know do it do it twice myself and and it's it's no better feeling to than watching your teammates and the people around you uh hit it like i i obviously i wasn't there for that day but uh yeah so sick i was uh really proud and yeah just ecstatic for you when, when you got there like you're always one of the guys like it's kind of like one of those perfect analogies there's so many so many dudes that just you know they just keep hitting the barrier and trying to break the fourth wall you know and you were talking about the perfect, the, another perfect example is like, you know, you were talking about how you kept top eighting and you kept doing well, but you could never do it. And then all of a sudden you do it and it, and it, and it feels so much easier. And then it's the same with the RPTQ. Yeah, definitely. That was definitely the case as well. Um, like after it used to be hard to top eight and then after some top eight, it was like, okay, top eighting, I'm not going to say top eighting is easy, but top eighting is not the goal anymore. Winning's the goal. And then after the first win, I was actually, <laughs> it sounds really silly to say, after the first win, um, I was quite excited, but I couldn't play any more PPTQs. I was in this habit of seeing my friends every weekend, and now I'm like, you can show up, but you can't play. It was a bit sad. And when that season ended, um, the very first event of the next season, um, the Sealed, is the one that I won. So I went from not being able to play to finally being able to play again, and then winning the first one, I had to go an entire season without playing again. So it was, I don't know, even saying it's bittersweet isn't correct. It's just maybe a flaw in the system of like, it would be really nice if there was something else we could do because it was just so great seeing everyone every week and playing. 
funnily enough, I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> if I won the last one of like the last day of the Saturday or whatever of the of the the end of the season and then the sunday was the start of the season so i won the saturday and then i won the sunday <laughs> so i bet again the downside was couldn't play that week couldn't play that uh, that season so a little bit bittersweet but i mean i just went along anyway i fucking loved the scene i love the people so yeah 100 percent. so coming into this tournament you've had you've had a few top eights at the faction champs and invitationals correct yeah i think I think there's only one I haven't top aided off the top of my head, and that was the. I think that was your terrible weekend as well. Was that the the one up down near Geelong or wherever it was? Was it was the one where we had I think was it Pauper or Historic or whatever it was as the format. I ended up playing that Black White Enchantments deck and just didn't win a thing. Mm, I can't recall. That would have been Pioneer. Pioneer, yeah, I think it was that one. Was that Pioneer was was last year's where where Rob won, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I lost. I lost in the top eight to to Alec with for that one. Yeah. That, well, that was the one where your sealed deck like blew away, right? <laughs> yeah. That like that's how I remember that event. <laughs> yeah. I, I done. I done. I done well enough that I didn't need to play my sealed deck. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and the world. The world was. <laughs> the world was trying to tell me not to play not that my sealed deck didn't exist that was one of the funniest moments of, uh, it's, it's just like it blew away and everybody just kind of looks at me like it doesn't matter it's fine like, whatever i was fucking hell that was yeah that was literally the one of the worst sealed decks i've ever opened but anyway yeah that was that was a sicko but you you uh you came runner up at the invitational you lost to nathan in the finals yeah did you make another final table as well yeah i lost to kynan as well so you lost to you lost to Kynan at the yes okay at the at the other invitational as well. Yeah, I think I think I've only lost in semis and quarter in finals and semifinals. It just I can't seem to win them. <laughs> I make the top tables then then yeah. I think Kynan's deck was great. Yes, uh, if if my memory serves me correctly, and I believe that it does because I've spoken about it at length many times, I think that Kynan did have the best draft deck at that table. Yeah. Um, and I think that losing to Nathan was also pretty reasonable considering, he, again, he had the best draft deck at the table. Yeah, that that game again, like those games against Nathan were like, they were great, but they were also just like a joke. Because like my deck wasn't a great deck, but it was good for what was going, like for what it was. It was just bad it was a bad beats deck kind of thing. Like, it's a bunch of two drops and some equipment and some tricks, and I will tempo you and kill you kind of thing. And I think I had Nathan on the ropes at least one or two times. It was like, I might actually beat this absurd deck of his. And then he just rips something ridiculous. And it's like, ah, oh, just miss one time, please. Yeah. One game. Yeah, Blood Baron against the Black White deck. Who would have thought? <laughs> Among other rares and mythics, yeah. Yeah, that's before we go into the mythic rare dragon and the other through two dragons to go with it. Kakusho. What about the triple draconic roar, whatever that card was? Two or three yep. of them. Yep, three oh draconic roars. Yep, it was a very, very well drafted deck from Nathan, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a tough, tough beat for you. But you know, two final tables that says a lot, you know. And like we said, we the the RPTQ experience to back it. You've got to be feeling confident going into this weekend, right? Well, sorry, not this weekend, but next weekend. <laughs> next weekend. Um, I'm not sure, because it's, the way the format's played out, it's Highlander, which the only time I've ever played Highlander is at these events. Um, I've never played it for fun in between, I've never played it online, 
Um, I don't own any of the cards, so I'm just I'm one of those guys that rocks up with the proxy deck. Uh, unlike you, I don't draw them; I just print them. Um, but yeah, I feel like I don't ha- I don't know the decks that people are playing, so my deck choices are pretty narrow. Um, I like I really like protect the queen, protect the king, whatever style decks where it's like you play some cheap threats and then you hold up counters or protection or something. But I don't know anything about this format. I don't know the cards. I don't know what people can and can't do. So I can't play that kind of deck. So I'll I'll just be on mono red. I I really love mono red. I just I like getting people. Um, and I feel like it's not a terrible choice against the field um, of people who love magic. And by that I mean they like doing all of the interactions. They like playing different colors and putting things on the stack and casting cool spells. And I like killing people before turn three. So I, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, I don't know too much about Highlander, but my plan is to get them dead and hope they're trying to have fun so I can ruin it for them. I think, I actually think that's a, it's a good choice. I think that uh, Mono Red is a good deck in the Highlander format. It's it is actually interesting. It's got a fair bit of play to it, considering you know the bad rap that that red gets. I think that this has another layer on top of that, you know that myth already. Because obviously it's a little simple. The lines are a little simpler in you know the A plus bolt you kind of kind of thing. But I think the Highlander format uh, is a little susceptible to mono red, especially people who choose to disrespect it. And I think you get a lot of you get a lot of points from sleeving up mono red and and having that uh like you said that that mindset of you can have all the fun you want you're going to be at zero regardless of whatever you're trying to do you know and i think that mono red is a good choice a good um like install for for that kind of thing awesome well yeah you'd know better than me so that's good to hear (laughs) what about your limited game what about crimson vow that's the kind of the kicker of this format is we've got you know, three three rounds initially, and then the top eight is a Crimson Vow draft. Have you, you know, done your due diligence and looked into the format and played the format? Have you got any thoughts? I'm, I have played a bunch of drafts. Um, like probably played maybe 20, 30 drafts. Um, I don't know that I understand the format still. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't because I've definitely drafted some decks that by all accounts, should be beautiful decks. Like, the curve is great, the creature quality is great, and it'll just flop. I will die to some random flyer that I don't answer as I'm doing beautiful green-red werewolfy things, and it'll just get into a board stall and I'll die. Um, The main success I've had is, surprise, surprise, with red-based decks, whether it's red-blue or red-black, specifically red-black, um, I think most times when I like naturally end up in red black, um, it's just it's felt really good. It feels like I've got enough early game threats with uh, removal options in both colors. Um, I haven't had success with green. Like I've I've tried really hard to draft good green decks, and I feel like I have made some good ones. And I just I just flop for whatever reason. So I'm trying to go in with an open mind of uh, draft as you should and like stay open and draft what's, draft your lane. Um, and I'm very aware that when I do draft online, I draft best of one. It's a totally different game to real magic of like best of three. So I think, yeah, I'm just trying not to get into my own head about avoiding green because I just haven't had success with it. 
Um, that being said, format's dope. Um, I don't like losing to some random mythics on occasion. That's a <laughs> kills the mood a bit. But um, yeah, I I really I really enjoy a format where one drops are relevant, and I feel like the one drops in this format are quite relevant. Um, I feel like it keeps people on their toes, and it's not just everyone degener- degenerately drafting uh, the highest cost, most rare card kind of thing. Yeah, sweet, love it. Uh, it's interest. It's an interesting spot where green is in the format. Uh, I can definitely attest. It's it's one of the tougher colors to find to make to make work. Um, it definitely pales in comparison to that of like you know red, red, as you touched on red black red black being the marquee uh, dual dual color set in the format. It's definitely the best, and I think that the stats reflect that pretty handily but yeah green is an interesting an interesting topic for conversation um some people really like it some people really don't and uh yeah it's it's like i said it is a tough one Uh, i know that i've struggled a little bit with green to make it work but the cards are still attractive in their own their own right so yeah and that's the weird part of it right like the cards are actually good on rate like four mana four fours that get bigger. You've just like there's good cards, but they just don't seem to hold up against what the rest of the format is doing. Uh, I think the one big exception is Brambleworm. I think if every deck I've had Brambleworm has gone on to do great, but when I don't have specifically Brambleworms in my green based deck, is yeah, just the quality isn't quite there. Yep, I think that I think that might actually be just 100% true in regards to Brambleworm being the best. Uh, it actually looks like... Sneak, sneak surprise. It looks like... Yeah. Yeah, Brambleworm is, is number one for game with games drawn. So there you go. There You're you go. actually actually <laughs> right with that. Yay. So how... Like I said, you feel like you're confident. You said your Highlander game's mono red, which is a good choice. It sounds like you've got a pretty good idea about what you want to do in the draft. That's got to leave you somewhat confident going into this weekend. But who's going to win it? I need a definitive answer of one and two. Who's winning? Who's coming second? Uh, Who's winning? Who's coming second? Huh. And you're not playing. Because I'd put you up there if you were playing. I am playing. You are playing. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, late, late entry. Late entry. Well, mate, I'm going to put you as the runner-up. Just because... You know, that's not been uncommon, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I feel like the trend with you is that... I mean, everyone knows you're a you're an awesome player. But when you need the luck, it's just never there. So, <laughs> can't give you the win. Um, Who's going to win it? I'd say Rob, just to spite you, because... You losing to Rob would be a glorious way to end the weekend for everyone but you. Seeing him get back to back—that's not going to hurt me at all. That'd be phenomenal. That's <laughs> that's fucking next level. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's great. I think I think Rob I think Rob is a good shot. Like he's done a lot of limited, and he's uh, the small discussion I had with him about his limited showed that he was pretty prepared for it. He's just a bit of a bit of a bit of an unknown when it comes to the Highlander. I feel like Rob's either got the best deck or the worst deck, though. He's either going to lose in the quarters or win the whole thing. Because he he doesn't stick to the norm. <laughs> it's nice nice to top eight anyway. <laughs> he Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? 
Um, you know, I'm going to give it to Kyle. I feel like Kyle hasn't received much love at these events. So I'm going to say it's his time to shine. So Kyle beating me in the final. That mm. sounds worse than Rob beating me. Uh, who gets ninth? <laughs> ninth. Oh. You know, I'm I'm really hoping Papak shows up this this weekend. Um, I don't know I've just I lurk in the faction chat, and and that boy's just is being active. He's just I don't know. I feel like whenever I'm around, I see a lot of talk, and he's is being a bit more involved in playing more Magic, really. So I think. If he doesn't make top eight, he's going to sneak in a ninth. <laughs> Papak for ninth. That's a first ninth for, for for Papak. I believe that I believe that Hoodie is winning and Nathan is second for ninth. <laughs> but it's a good one to add to the tally. That's awesome. Uh, well, that's really all we've got uh, got time for. We're at twenty five minutes now, so I really appreciate you coming on, find the time to to chat and. Yeah, it's it's been it's been real, dude. I'm really looking forward to catching up with you next weekend. And yeah, thanks for having me. Maybe a sneaky beer, maybe a, just a good chat. I, I haven't seen you in shit a long time, so yeah, it'll it'll be really good. But uh, I'm I'm very excited. I'm so excited to hear that you're actually coming. I I I was still under the assumption that you weren't able to make it. Um, so you've just made my day even better. Yeah, and it's going to be a good couple of days. But with that, I believe we're nearly at the the finish line. I can see the tape through the you know that long, long distance run. So I will be out of here, you'll be out of here, and we'll be back with maybe one or two more. Thanks, Dogan, and bye, Kyle. Thank you. Bye, Kyle.